What's up, Internet? It's Big Bad Voodoo, and in case you've been stuck on Military Island all week, here's what's new from the Pachinki Underground. This week's episode is going to be a little bit longer, as there's a lot of stuff to cover, so let's get into it. The biggest news this week was the announcement that we'll be seeing our next content patch next week. We'll likely see the full patch notes when the patch is deployed to the test servers, I'd guess Monday or Tuesday morning in the U.S., but we did get a little bit of a teaser from Player Unknown. The new patch will include a new weapon, foggy weather conditions, first-person leaderboards, and, of course, multiple bug fixes. We got our first look at the new weapon, the Mini-14. This rifle is chambered in 5.56 and is semi-auto. We don't know if it'll be classified as a sniper rifle, but it would definitely fit into the meta. Based on the image, it likely won't take an underbarrel attachment, but like the other 5.56 rifles, it will likely have lower recoil than the SKS, so that's understandable. The image also looks like it'll accept the tactical stock, providing another use for it outside of the Vector and the M416. We'll have to wait for more information, but it definitely looks like an interesting weapon, and best of all, it'll be a world spawn, so it's got my vote. I'll link the image in the show notes so you can take a look at it. The foggy weather condition will be interesting as well. Going off some of the screenshots that we've seen, this is going to significantly limit long-range engagements. I want to see how this changes the matches that end in the Pachinki and Yaznaya fields, as those can be hazardous until the final circles close because of the wide open area and how the grass and wheat only render to a certain distance. Lastly on the patch notes, the addition of first-person-only leaderboards will change the game dynamic for a lot of people trying to climb the ladder. Until now, if one wanted to climb the leaderboards, third-person was the best way to do it. I'll definitely be working on my first-person gameplay this weekend in order to prepare for this. PUBG officially passed 10 million copies sold this week, marking yet another milestone for the gaming juggernaut. Concurrent user numbers have teased the upper half of the 900,000 range, and nothing seems to be able to stop it from rising. Those numbers are likely to explode once the game hits the Xbox later this year. In feature news, Sammy Kang, aka Poopy Queen, the lead community manager for PUBG, stated on the official Oceanic Discord that the first-person perspective would not be added for all modes on the Oceanic region for the foreseeable future. First-person was added to the duos mode for Oceanic, but solo and squads will have to wait. The reasoning behind this lies in the fact that the Oceanic player base is too small to support another gaming mode. They're afraid that splitting the player base would lead to either increased matchmaking times or fewer players in each session, both of which would be unpleasant outcomes. In tournament news, Curse Gaming announced their September tournament, the Curse Trials. Signups opened on the 5th, and the event will be held on the 8th, 9th, and 10th. The tournament will be conducted in first-person perspective with double AR and ammo spawns. The first day, which Curse is calling Trials, will consist of five rounds of duos open to community sign-up on a first-come, first-served basis. The top 20 teams from each of these matches will advance to the Saturday qualifiers, while the first and second place teams will get a bye into the finals. Curse will be using a placement-based scoring system for the second day of play. A win will be worth 100 points and will go down from there through the top 40 teams. The first 10 duos eliminated will be awarded no points. Further, each kill will be worth two additional points. Teams will be divided into two groups and will play three matches. The first will be default weather, the second will be clear skies, and the last will be sunset. The top 15 teams from each group will advance to the finals where they will join the 10 teams who earned first and second place on the first day and then up to 10 teams of specially invited participants, including Team Liquid and TSM duos. The finals will consist of five rounds of play alternating between the default weather, clear skies, and sunset maps. The top five teams at the end will receive exclusive Curse Trials prize crates and Curse Trials t-shirts. The winners will get special PUBG pan trophies. There are only a couple of points I want to talk about here. First is the fact that they've decided to go first person only. This is a fact well known in advance for a while, and as I mentioned last week, likely the direction the tournament organizers will take going forward. The decision to exclude the rain map option is definitely an interesting choice. I wonder if they'll reveal the reason behind this. I can imagine that the client performance is a concern as the rain map can run poorly on some machines. Personally, I feel the rain map provides more tension, especially in the first person format. There are even fewer audio cues to work with, and you really have to be on your game. 
As for the scoring system, it's another example of valuing survival over lethality. And I get it, PUBG is a survival game at its core, but I can almost guarantee you that we're going to see teams abusing the blue in order to rank higher at the finish. One player stocked with meds can survive quite a while and expose themselves to almost zero external risk. We saw it at the Gamescom Invitational. One teammate would camp out in the blue zone while the others ventured into the play zone. If the team survived, the player outside the blue could rejoin them later and even act as a flanker against other teams. If the team was killed inside the play zone, the survivor could continue to heal and get the team points. Being only duos might make this a little less tenable. In squads, you're only sacrificing a quarter of your firepower as opposed to a full half. But some of these players can wipe out whole squads by themselves. Fighting other duos might not be much of a challenge. I think they should value kills a lot higher than they do. I've seen suggestions of a sliding scale where the later the kill, the more points it would be worth, and I think that would be a good way to encourage mid and late game fights while not overvaluing kills. We'll have to see how this plays out. We also saw a list of things that the developers are working on via Bluehole Esports Program Manager Amir TV. Amir stated that in addition to over-optimization on both the server and client side of the game, the developers are working on overhauling the grenade mechanics, fixing the crouch jump bug, UI improvements, and the new map, the vaulting system, and improved weapon ballistics. The grenade overhaul is supposed to make throwables more accurate and responsive, and to include momentum as part of how grenade distance and speed are determined. Right now, it doesn't matter how fast you're moving when the grenade is thrown, which makes the arc and distance far more predictable. It'll be interesting to see how they change that and how that impacts gameplay. I'm very excited to see the new vaulting mechanic introduced. The teaser clips that the developers have posted have been very polished, and it should add a whole new element of mobility to the game. On the last point, improved ballistics, Amir stated that the weapon physics, bullet drop and travel, and penetration are all being looked at. I for one would love to be able to shoot through the wooden slats over many of the windows throughout the map, and some form of penetration for water should make a huge difference in the game. I hope they don't mess with bullet physics too much, most of the weapons feel really good, and the bullet mechanics can be quickly learned for most of the guns. I'll have more as soon as there's information on the changes. And that's all the news from the Pachinki Underground. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed the episode. You can reach me on Twitter at BBV underscore gaming or via email at BigBadVoodooGaming at gmail.com. As always, keep your radios on and check your corners. I'm Big Bad Voodoo, and I'll see you out there.